When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what up, everybody? You're watching Giants Now by Chat Sports. I am your host, Marshall Green. I'll tell you what. Victory Monday, oh, how I have missed you, pretty old lady. It felt good to wake up this morning. I got about six hours of sleep. I woke up energized. I was like, you know what? I can't wait to go to work today. And here we are. There's nothing like winning a football game. I don't care what people say. I know that, you know what? Giants probably get a better quarterback if they lose games down the stretch. But the thing is, my life and my happiness is based off of the Giants winning football games. And I am always, always, always going to root for them to win. And they did. Just that this past Sunday. Was it tough? Yeah, should it have been tough. No, the Giants absolutely kicked the, uh, the Washington Commanders' butts for 45 of the 60 minutes. And they only won by a touchdown. Left some points on the board. But you know what? Sometimes you just have to take one win. Because like losing, winning is contagious. And the Giants were on the doorstep, knocking on a win of the Buffalo Bills. Couldn't pull it out. But they were able to do it the following week. Hopefully that carries over into this week for the Battle of MetLife Stadium. There would be nothing more I would want than to beat the New York Jets this freaking Sunday. Let's get a real one roll call going in the chat. We already had one real one pop into the chat. My man Cameron Johnson. Cam Johnson with a $20 super chat. What's up, Brody? If we trade for T. Higgins and sign Lyle Collins, if he's available, does that put our ceiling at 10 and 6 or maybe 11 and 5? Or is our ceiling, ceiling still 9 and 8? Well, Cameron, I will say this. I do not think the Giants are trading for T. Higgins during the regular season. I will be shocked if they do so. I've talked on this channel for a long time about wanting to trade for T. Higgins. But at the end of the day, I think the Giants, during the season, trading for a wide receiver doesn't make much sense with the type of shape that the offensive line is in. Um, playing devil's advocate to what I just said, uh, it's not a one-year deal with T. Higgins. He's going to be here long-term, and if you can get him cheaper now than you could in the offseason, you should pull the trigger because you're going to have a wide receiver issue now, and if you don't get another one in the offseason, you'll have a wide receiver issue next year. So I'm kind of in the middle a little bit, but I don't think the Giants should trade for T. Higgins right now. I don't think they will trade for T. Higgins right now. And with Lyle Collins, the Giants worked him out about a week and a half ago. And if Lyle Collins was in good shape coming off that torn MCL, PCL, and ACL, I think they would have signed him. 
I think that Lyle Collins would already be on a football team if he's 100% healthy. The thing is, I don't think he's healthy because he's not on a football team. But, Cameron, to answer your question, if you trade for T. Higgins and you sign a healthy Lyle Collins, yeah, I think you could make a push for the playoffs. Uh, you got a relatively easy schedule coming up, my man. That's why, that's why that loss to the Bills really freaking hurt. The Giants were always going to have to beat one team they weren't supposed to to make the playoffs. That was the Bills. You had the ball at the one freaking yard line. Couldn't get it done. Um, hey, maybe you beat the Eagles or maybe you beat the Cowboys. Only real two games that aren't just penciled in wins right now. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Cameron, appreciate the $20 super chat, brother. Thanks for the love. We're going to dive into so much on today's video, but I got to let you guys know off the top that Prize Picks is sponsoring today's Giants Live episode. And they're my favorite sponsor because I like winning real money playing fantasy sports and specifically daily fantasy sports. If you like playing daily fantasy, go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use that promo code CLNS. And Prize Picks is going to hook you guys up with a 100% $100 match on your initial deposit up to $100. It's prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Promo code CLNS. I'm rolling with these plays for Monday night. I think it's going to be a little bit of a high-scoring game. I'm going with more passing yards for Kirk Cousins and more passing yards for Brock Purdy. You can roll with my picks. You can make your own picks. It ain't nothing to a player. Just play at prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Remember, promo code CLNS. All you do is select more or less on a stat line that Prize Picks has allotted for each individual player. Let's ride. As my man Rob Rosado coming in with a first-time super chatter for Rob. Let's ride. Rob Rosado. Need to start Taylor. He can read the field and extend plays. Jones had his chance for years now. Well, as Seeps does as a good producer, he's got the next graphic lined up. It just makes sense that we ask this question, Seeps. I mean, look. This is a question that everyone wants to know. Pick a quarterback. Who do you want under center, let's say, versus the Jets? Who do you want to be the quarterback versus the Jets? Type 8 for Daniel Jones, type 2 for Tyrod Taylor. Seeps, what do you think? What do you think? You've watched every game. I, I, so for this week, I would still roll Ty. I honestly think Tyrod has it until he loses. Like, I think he deserves it. Because it's not like the Giants offense was playing good before him. So I would go Tyrod, but... I don't know. I'm curious to see how you would feel because I, I don't really see a difference between Tyrod and Daniel Jones this year, and I feel like the fellas rally around Tyrod just a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think um, I think it's like crazy because I do think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback, but I think Tyrod is a better right now a better NFL quarterback, and like kind of what I mean by that is like. Tyrod started 55 games in the NFL before. He doesn't have a lot to work with, yeah. and he makes all the right plays, except one against the Buffalo Bills. We know that. It seems like he moves better within the pocket. He doesn't get spooked in the pocket if there's a free blitzer. There was a play that I went back and watched. Tyrod's in the pocket, sitting right here. A guy is almost a free edge rusher from the right side, right in his face. If Daniel Jones sees that, he's rushing to the right. He's bailing out to the left. All Tyrod did was jab step right. It sent the rusher going that way, and then he recollected in the pocket and threw a strike over the middle of the field. 
I think Tyrod's a little bit better at least of kind of just staying calm. Yeah. Diagnosing. I, I think that's what I will say. I'm all over the place because I don't know who I think is a better quarterback to win the Giants games right now. People always say, Marshall, what, 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 are you a Giants fan? Yeah, I'm a Giants fan. That means I'm not a Daniel Jones fan and I'm not a Tyrod Taylor fan. I want the quarterback under center that's going to win this team games. I think Tyrod, his ability to stay calm in the pocket and be able to read the defense after the ball is snapped. I think Jones is a really good guy of diagnosing the defense pre-snap and finding out if he thinks his first read is going to be open. But I think Jones is not nearly as good as Taylor post-snap going yep. from first read to second read to third read to fourth read. And I think Tyrod just more decisive with the football. He gets the ball out quicker. And he's throwing the ball down the field further. How is that possible, Seeps? I'm getting the ball out quicker, and I'm throwing the ball out further downfield. How is that possible? I, I, I thought that couldn't happen. Yeah, and plus I also think Tyrod, with like the state of the Giants' offensive line, like I think he's a little more mobile than DJ. Like he's, he's a little quicker in the pocket. Maybe DJ's got more straight line speed. Yeah but he's definitely a little bit more athletic. And also, with the Giants' offensive line, Tyrod is a way more backyard football – or a way better backyard yep. football player than DJ, which is a lot of what the Giants' plays are this season. The touchdown the to Saquon line. Barkley. That was backyard football. Also, I'm sure you talk about it or talked about it earlier, difference between the ball being right hit in stride. Yeah. He throws it a half a yard behind Saquon. He's probably tackled right at the exactly. first down marker. So, I think Tyrod – I would run with him. And plus, like we've seen it, backup quarterback goes in, the team starts buying into him a little more where they're like, we need to up our game, we got our backup in. I, I, I would ride with Tyrod. And plus, it's like, the arm talent's not that, that different. That's kind of my point. It's like, look, when your backup quarterback goes in, it should be a drastic fall off. 100%. And the fact that the offense, whether you want to say one of three things, the offense looks better, the offense looks the same, or the offense doesn't look as good, there's only three buckets to fall into. If you fall into those three buckets, it's a major concern. One guy makes $40 million, one guy makes $5 million. There shouldn't even be any discussion that the offense looks better. And it has. It just absolutely has. Has the offensive line shirt up a little bit? Sure. They still weren't great yesterday. Um, But is that the offensive line shirting up, or is it Tyrod being better in the pocket? I think it's a little of both. I think it's a little of both. Um, also, maybe the guys also look at, like, I, this is the cycle. He's a pro. He's a 13-year pro. Dude, like, and they probably look at Tyrod and be like, we can go still win games with this guy. Like, they, I'm telling you, it's a psychological Brian Dable had Tyrod Taylor break the team out in the locker room. It, I posted the picture on Twitter, and I just asked the question, has Tyrod Taylor went over the locker room? You see a Dory Jackson looking over this cheesing. I, yes. And guess who posted it? Not a Dory Jackson. Deontay Banks posted it and said, mood. Uh, Look, you can read into that all you want. You know what? That tells me this team loves playing with Tyrod Taylor. Um, I'm sure they love playing with Daniel Jones, too. But when he's making $40 when he starts playing bad, it's just human nature to be like, oh, this dude's making $40 Everyone does it at their job. Yeah, yeah. You see the people that make more than you, and you're like, I'm doing better than them. Especially once they start playing bad or performing bad. Like, you're really like... A quote that stuck out to me, Seeps, was uh, Dan Duggan, best on the beat for the Athletic, asked Daniel, uh, asked Brian Dable and said, why has Tyrod Taylor had more success throwing the ball down the field? And Dable went on to do a little bit coaches speak, but he said he's finding one-on-one coverage and he's letting it go. In the NFL, one-on-one is open. Yeah. 
and the NFL one-on-one is open. I think, I mean, what about the third, and another thing that uh, I saw that I really liked from Tyrod Taylor, he said, I'm not always looking at the sticks on third down. And a prime example was on third and two, I believe, inside the red zone, they throw that goal ball to Jalen Hyatt on the left side. He almost brings it down one-handed, left-handed. Daniel Jones ain't throwing that pass. Sometimes you got to give your receiver a chance. You know why? Because he's a pro too, and pros make good plays. For Daniel Jones, I feel like sometimes the guy has to be wide open for him to throw it. What about the play last week against Buffalo? Tyrod Taylor got called back as an ineligible man downfield. Tyrod's in the pocket, gets blitzed, rolls to his left, flings it Mahomes style, 42 yards downfield, Jalen Hyatt toe tap. There was an identical play for Jalen Hyatt with Daniel Jones against that, and he didn't throw it. Everyone told me only only, uh, Patrick Mahomes could make that throw. Tyrod Taylor did it. And plus, you think about like great moments. You take Giants history, for example, Marsh. The great moments in the NFL when it's those fourth quarter, fourth and five, the Mario Manningham. Sometimes you just got to close your eyes and say, I'm giving my playmaker a chance. Because yep. those are the moments, like in sports. Like, I don't know. And, and as a receiver, you know, as a guy that played a little NAIA tight end, you know, um, there's nothing more than when a quarterback yes. throws you a ball when you're covered and it's like, Yo, I, I, fu- I fucking appreciate that as a receiver. 100%. It makes you run routes a little bit harder. It makes you like, you know what? I got to be freaking ready. I got to be freaking ready. As let's get the claps going in the chat. Let's go. Let's get the claps going in the chat. Crim's dad is back in the building. Or is this Crim's Terrier dad? Love it. <laughs> Love it. Crimmy, I freaking miss you, man, dude. The laughs. I could have used some laughs from Crim's dad in some of those rough Giants losses because it got a little hard on some of those stream seats. But you know what, Crimmy? Fucking thank you, man. He says, happy B-Day, Marsh, and happy Halloween. Seep's birthday was, uh, what date is yours? 16th. So we're two days apart. Yeah. Two days apart. 17th, 18th. I guess that's two, three days, technically. Two days in between. We're we're like uh, like, uh, some buns on on a double cheeseburger, just two in between. But what I'm saying is, it's a bunch of birthdays here at, at uh, Giants now. My dad's was yesterday. Yeah. Called him after the game. He was excited. Uh, that was fun. He says, when is the Halloween party? Crimmy, me and Seeps were moving into a house together. You're on the VIP list to a <laughs> Halloween party. You're in the section. You got to wear a costume, though. You yeah. got to wear a costume, Crimmy. And I want you to dress up as Mr. Cha. Because I want to see Martian Seeps dress as their favorite athletes for Halloween with some injuries and blood. Like Joe Theismann. <laughs> Joe Theismann with Lawrence oh. Taylor attached to his knee. If you, so if you had to be an uh, athlete for Halloween, who, who would you go with this year? Um, or who is your favorite New York athlete over the last year? That you over were- like the last year that continues to play? Like it's still playing? Or my favorite, oh, my favorite giant player of all time is Eli Manning. Always will be, always will forever. I, 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 love, I love Eli Manning so much, man. Um, I would probably, I'm probably going to go with Caruso this year. I'm going to get a bald cap and a headband. Like that. That's what I'll do. You could do like a little Michael Strahan and like do a little, yeah. little teeth gap or something like that. I, I love I love Eli though. Krimi, you are a freaking legend, man. You are a legend. I'm so glad you're back in the building. Uh, you didn't need to do that. You can just come say hi. That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> Krimi, let's freaking go. A go at Chat Sports. Mike G, a.k.a. MG, the best initials in the building. What up, MG? Said, hope you had a good birthday, brother. I did. It was, it was, 
Uh, I did a little, a, little, a little hot girl summer birthday weekend. I'm a, usually a one-day birthday guy, but uh, we, we stretched it out over the weekend. It was a lot of fun. Question for you in the offseason. Do the Giants go get a true number one wide receiver in a trade like Philly did with A.J. Brown, assuming they get the O-line fixed too? I think the Giants are going to continue to add to this team piece by piece. And I do think a wide receiver is at the top of that list, to-do list for uh, Joe Shane. I think, though... The offensive line is going to be at the forefront of what the Giants want to fix first. Because, um, look, it doesn't matter who you have to throw to. You could have Odell, you could have Manningham, you could have Toomer, you could have Nicks, you could have Cruz, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you can't block, you, you can't get him the ball. And, you know, I, I would like to see the Giants get a good wide receiver, but I just looking and thinking how the season's going to play out, the Giants are going to draft a quarterback. They're going to draft a quarterback. And you want that quarterback to come into a position where they could be successful. And it's hard to be successful in this league as a QB if you don't trust the five guys in front of you. And that's the spot Daniel Jones is in right now. And I do feel bad for the football player that he's in that situation. I don't feel bad for him at all as a person. He's making $92 million. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Giants wide receiver core, I think if they got a true one, if your one was whoever it is and then Wandell and Jalen Hyatt. With Waller? That's solid. And you keep Barkley, maybe? That's elite. Because, I th- do I think Wandell... Wandale is, is going to be a great slot receiver in this league for a Dude, long time. Like, the talent's there. Like, he just needs to get in the right system and the right guys around him and have a quarterback hit him in stride. Like, that play, pops. That play Wandale had yesterday, he turned a five-yard out route into a 22-yard gain. He made two people bear hug each other yeah. when they tried to tackle him. Yeah, Tyron missed him right here on that third down. That was really bad by him. He's got to put that on him. That I'm a big fan of, of Wandale. Y'all know how I feel about Jalen Hyatt. Continue to say it. Good things happen when you throw number 13, the football. Mike G, yeah, get him more play. Protect your quarterback. These are my keys to football. Protect your quarterback. Go get their quarterback and get your playmakers around your quarterback. The three rules for MG's football school. That's how I feel. MG, great to freaking see you, brother. My man Daniel Brothers, what up, Brody? Says, Marsh, happy Victory Monday, especially when the Giants win you money. Hey, if you won the money on the Giants yesterday, that's a big dub. How many more games do you see being winnable for us? I believe we have some 2022 Lions vibes to us. I will say this, the Giants can win every game on this schedule uh, that they have left. That's the any team in the NFL. A lot of them are actually winnable. The only games that I do not feel confident in are the Cowboys and the two Eagles games. Maybe week 18 against the Eagles, though. The Eagles already punched their ticket to the playoffs yeah. in the NFC East, and they rest the starters. Um, can, can, can you steal one versus the Cowboys? Hell yeah. Cowboys. <sighs> the Dude. Cardinals beat them. The way the defense Cardinals is, beat them, we beat the Cardinals. <laughs> the offense can just be serviceable, which may be challenging against Dallas, but, dude, I mean, the defense – I'm Defense is you, coming along. And plus, you got a lot of bad offenses. Like, you start getting a lot of swagger. They're going to start looking up, and they're going to be like, oh, shit, we've only given 10 points a game up over the last eight games. Like, defense defense could get some swagger going here. That's why I think you ride the Tyrod train. Like, you ride this, like, kind of movie momentum where it's like, oh, Tyrod came in, and he won a 6-7. Like, I agree. Look. Jets are beatable. I don't care how good their defense is. It's Zach Wilson. You're going to have to. It's, it's only a three-point game. Yeah. Uh, three-point game in Vegas. I think that game might be first of 14. The, the over-under is 36. <laughs> that could be a 17-10 to 10 game. 14-7 to 7 last week. It might be 12-9. Yeah. to 12 to 9. 
12 all field goals. Yeah. Look, Jets are beatable. Very. Raiders are beatable. Very. Washington is beatable. Very. Patriots are beatable. Packers are beatable. They stink. Saints are beatable. They stink. Rams are beatable. That's They're... seven winnable games. Seven plus two is nine. And can you win one of three between the Cowboys and Eagles twice? Two and five right now. So if you win those seven that you, we said are winnable, that's nine. You might be the nine, you might be the Lions. Where you nine, go nine and eight and miss the playoffs or something like I that. I tweeted it out. Don't look now. The Giants are one and a half games out of a wild card spot right now. That is ridiculous. <laughs> the Giants are one and a half games out of a wild card spot. Yeah. If you sold your franchise, though, if you already sold your hope this year, don't come back. Don't come back. Cindy's looking at 11-win season. <laughs> what would that be, us winning out? I think. Yeah. No, <laughs> 12 would. You're, you're 40 yourself one loss. Well, realistic, Sydney. Realistic. Realistic, Sydney. <laughs> Daniel Brothers, good to have you in the chat. Back again with a $5 super chat. We appreciate it, bro. Happy birthday, by the way, my guy. I meant to put it in the last chat. Jets are very winnable if we can rattle Zach Wilson. Who's Wink better, Tyrod or Zach Wilson? Right now, it's Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. Wink Martindale is licking, licking his chops looking at Zach Wilson. Dubman says, Marsh, you were talking about a fire sale a week ago. That was last week. We're on to the new week. We won. We won. The, dude, the NFL, it's wild. It's week to week. Like, dude. You could go from being buyers and sellers in one game. And like, I'm not going to lie, I would still trade uh, Adore Jackson. I don't need him. Let Deontay only, Banks be your cornerback one. Only thing about the Jets that do concern me is, like, Banks is going to have to take Garrett Wilson one-on-one -on -one a lot. And we saw kind of Terry McLaurin, like. But he did a good job on him, too. He got beat a couple times. A couple big plays. Yes. Like, but but I'm, I'm talking about in a gritty, Low-scoring yeah. game like that, it might exactly. come down to, like, end of the game, a 45-yard go route yeah. is the difference. Agreed. I think Adore Jackson is still a good player. Um, but if I can get anything for him, I'd probably move off from him, to be honest, because I'm not paying him this offseason. No. And I liked, honestly, the way Trey Hawkins played a little bit. And Cordell Flock, continues, Cordell Flock continues to pop when he, he's on the screen. Even McLeod made a play. McLeod liked McLeod out there. No, I, like I forgot McLeod got some burn yesterday. I, I agree. I agree. We do got a mailbag coming up on today's video. If you want to be featured on the mailbag, go ahead. Use hashtag Giants down in the comment section, or you can go ahead and super chat. Um, you guys are awesome. Already $100 in super chats. Krimi, you're a freaking goat, as always. Jay Liv in the building. Corey Haynes, my man, coming in with a $10 super chat. If you want to be on the mailbag, you could super chat. We'll save all the all the super chats that are Giants related. We'll talk about them now. We'll also feature them in the mailbag. Corey, what up, Brody? He says, regardless of the rest of the season, we have to be sellers at the trade deadline. Leonard Jackson, McKinney, Campbell, and maybe Barkley. Save Barkley. These guys are not in the future plans. I don't think they're going to trade Barkley. Uh, I read an article that Diana Rossini of The Athletic put out this weekend. Uh, she made it seem like it's not going to happen. Supposedly, Brian Dable and Joe Shane sat down with Saquon Barkley last week, and they told him, we're not trading you. But Dave Gettleman also told me the Giants didn't sign Odell Beckham to trade him, and they did just that. I would, Paris Campbell, you can go. I don't think anyone wants him. If someone's giving me a good pick for Leonard Williams, I'll let him go. I mean, but I'll say this. You lose to the Jets this week, you're back on the selling bandwagon. 
It is a every game is a must win at this point. And honestly, if you're just one loss away, you probably should sell your assets. So I know we're riding this high. We're being happy. We won a football game. It's a lot of freaking fun. We haven't done it since September, like, 20th. Um, Dude, but also, I'm sorry. There are two good teams in the NFC. Yeah. Like, any one of them's led by a seventh-round draft. Agreed. I would definitely take and make calls, though, on a Dory Jackson, Paris Campbell, if someone desperately wants – Leonard Williams is willing to give up a third-round pick. Uh, you probably got to make that shake. And McKenny, I don't know how I feel about McKenny, man. I, I really don't. I feel like he'll make a play and then, like, just be. Like, yeah. He's, he's been very up and down this year. And he did both those go routes by McCorrin, uh, he was just a tad late. One, yeah. he got caught with a hit, hit to the helmet, wasn't able to get there. The other one, he tapped him on the head. Be two steps faster, go break that up. Go read it. You know you, know you have a rookie corner one-on-one at press coverage against a top 15 receiver in this league. How about, how about you kind of shade that way a little bit? Um, yeah. Corey, appreciate the super chat, my man. Hashtag Giants or super chat to get into a mailbag. We're going to break down. Should it be Tyrod? Should it be Daniel? There's rumors about Brian Dable stepping in and taking over this offense. With, uh, without further ado, let's dive into it. Before we dive into today's show, I got to ask the question. I want you to pick a quarterback. Who do you want to be the guy? Type 8 for Daniel Jones. Type 2 for Tyrod Taylor. Welcome in to New York Giants now by Chat Sports. I am your host, Marshall Green. I forgot how freaking good it feels when it is Victory Monday. The food tastes better, the drinks are stronger, and I'm excited to be here breaking it down with you guys. In today's video, we're going to have a full breakdown of Tyrod versus Daniel Jones, and we're going to try to figure out who should be QB1 going forward. And then also a report coming out from the New York Daily News states that Brian Dable has taken over the offense. He has injected himself into the offensive game planning, and uh, the Giants actually won a ball game, so we're going to break that down. Let's start with this quote, though, from Tyrod Taylor. He was asked, does he think he deserves a shot to be the starting quarterback? And he said, obviously, if Daniel Jones is healthy, he's a captain on our team. He's a captain of our team, a leader on the offense. And I am here to support him in any way that I can. Let's just get it out of the way. Tyrod Taylor has played well as the quarterback for the New York Giants throughout the past two weeks. Did he have a blunder against the Buffalo Bills? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, if you would have told me last Saturday, not the one, you know, the previous Saturday, that the Giants were going to have the ball at the one-yard line with one play to potentially beat the Buffalo Bills, I would sign up for that. And then he goes in a NFC East rivalry game against Washington and beats them. Scores a first-half touchdown for the first time this year for the Giants. Scores a touchdown offensively at MetLife Stadium for the first time this year. He played well, and his coach he took notice. Brian Dable was asked, is there going to be any sort of quarterback competition when Daniel Jones gets back? Dable kind of shut it down a little bit and said, I would just say Tyrod had a good game. This game, and he's a true pro, a true pro, and I'm glad we've got him. And anytime you have a good backup quarterback, that's always going to help your team. And let's be honest, Tyrod Taylor is a 13-year vet, and he's in the NFL as a 13-year vet for a reason. He is a smart quarterback. He has everything up here. He's seen it all. He's been through so many situations. And he's also started 55 games 
in his NFL career. I believe Daniel Jones has started less than 60 games. I think it's 58. I looked it up before this, but I don't remember. But what I'm saying is they've almost started the same amount of games. It's not like Tyrod is some quarterback that's been a backup his whole career. He's played in meaningful games, and he's played well in the last two games for the New York Giants. Look at what he's done. Against Buffalo, 24-36, 200 passing yards. 8.3 completions. That's a stat that I kind of want to focus on. 8.3 yards per completion. Didn't throw a touchdown. He also didn't throw an interception. Hasn't turned the ball over yet so far in the two games for the Giants. He only scored nine points against Buffalo. But he comes back. Another week of preparation. Another week as QB1. Another week as a signal caller. 18 to 29. 279 yards. 15.5 yards per completion. That is an incredible number. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and the offense, they scored 14 points. One thing that I have noticed with Tyron, like we talked about, is the yards per completion. He is having more success, much more success, throwing the ball downfield than Daniel Jones has since he was the quarterback. I know he had that completion to Jalen Hyatt against the Arizona Cardinals, but it seems like Tyron is just more comfortable. It seems like he's able to diagnose the defense better. If you ask me who do I think is better at reading a defense, I'm going to say Tyrod Taylor. I think Daniel Jones is very good at diagnosing the defense and finding out if his first read is going to be open. But I think Taylor does a better job of going through his progressions and going from read to read to read. And he's also a guy that I feel like does way better in the pocket. I feel like his pocket presence is better. He doesn't just get flushed out of the pocket and escapes the pocket the first time he senses pressure. There's pros and cons to each player. But Tyrod Taylor is showing you what right now why he's considered one of the best backups in this league. Brian Dable also was asked, why is Tyrod Taylor having more success throwing the ball down the field than Jones? And he said this, he's taking his drop, drop back, and seeing one-on-one -on -one coverage and letting it go. And the receivers have made good plays, so it's all tied together. I want you to focus in on that last part. Seeing one-on-one -on -one coverage and letting it go. There's a huge problem in the NFL with young quarterbacks. And I can't believe I'm even calling Daniel Jones the young quarterback anymore. He's got $92 million guaranteed in his pocket. But in the NFL, sometimes one-on-one -on -one is open. And I love that after the game, Tyrod Taylor said if he sees Jalen Hyatt one-on-one, -on -one, he's going to give him a chance. Look, outside of one play for the Giants this year, Tyrod Taylor has shown the poise of a very good, strong backup veteran quarterback. One blunder, but the pocket presence is there. He's quick with his decisions. He's making the right throws. He missed a bad throw yesterday on a little out route to Wandale Robinson. That was bad. He has to make that play. But he moved on, didn't let it affect it. I want to talk about this stat right here. Expected completion percentage. What you're expected to do, and then what you're doing better than expected. Tyrod Taylor, through two games, has only been expected to complete 59.4% of his passes. He's completed 6.8% higher than the expected. He is first in completion percentage over expected in the NFL this year. Not last week, not the year be week before, throughout the entire NFL, all quarterbacks that have more than 50 attempts, he is number one in completion percentage over expected. You know why? He's one of the smartest QBs in this league. But it's not just the smarts. He's making big-time throws. Downfield, the step comes from pro football focus. Big-time throws. Throws. You might be asking Marshall, what is a big-time throw? It's how Pro Football Focus defines it. Excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown further down the field and or into a tighter window. So it is a subjective stat, no doubt about it. But since 2022, 
Daniel Jones only has four more big-time throws than Tyrod Taylor on almost nine times the amount of the attempts. Facts are the facts. I'm not pushing an agenda. That's data. Take that for data. Oh, wow. David Fisdale definitely missed those days. Look, I'll end it with this on Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. Then we'll move on to Brian Dable. Some people have said, Marshall, the offenses look the same with Tyrod Taylor. The offenses looked a little bit better. The offensive line has been better, and it has been better. But at the end of the day, if the offenses look the same under Tyrod, or just a little bit worse, or just a little bit better, that is a problem. Because Daniel Jones is being paid $40 million, while Tyrod Taylor has done a just as good of a job, just as not good of a job, or just a little bit better of a job, whichever camp you want to fall to, and he makes $5 million. When your $40, $40 million quarterback goes out and your $5 million quarterback goes in, the offense should be way worse. It hasn't happened. That is alarming. Look, I'm a fan of the Giants. I am a diehard fan of the Giants. I'm not a Daniel Jones fan. I'm not a Tyrod Taylor fan. I'm not a fan of any player on this team. I root for the Giants. And what I mean by that is this. I want the quarterback to play that is going to help this team win games. And my eyes are telling me that this offense looks better under Tyrod Taylor. It just has. Has there been a lot of factors? Yes. But at the end of the day, they look pretty good against Buffalo. Could have beat them. They look really good against Washington. Giants have only looked good for two quarters under Daniel Jones. Not saying Tyrod Taylor's better, but right now I am saying the Giants offense looks better under Tyrod Taylor. We're going to talk about Brian Dable coming up in a second. But I need to make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. Sub for Giants Dubs. It's Victory Monday, and we are 150 subscribers away from getting to 38,000 subs on the channel. If you're looking for free Giants content every day, watch parties every Sunday, subscribe to the channel. We'll be live in a couple of hours, so subscribe and tune in. Coming up next, has Brian Dable taken over the offense from Mike Kafka? The New York Daily News put out a report over the weekend that Dable has inserted himself into the offensive game planning. We'll break that down, but first, I got to give a huge shout-out to today's new sponsor. I'm a big fan, Kudo Popcorn. If you go to kudosnacks.com and you use the promo code chat, you're going to get 25% off your first purchase. I'll put that information in the comments and description of today's show. Are you on the hunt for a new guilt-free snack? Meet Kudo, the official protein popcorn of the UFC, Kudo Popcorn's revolutionary cooking methods allows each bag of popcorn to have 10 grams of whey protein isolate in every bag while still tasting absolutely delicious. Yes, you heard that right, 10 whole grams of protein in every bag. Get it on the snacking revolution that MMA athletes Michael Chandler, Robbie Lawler, Bruce Buffer, and even Dana White himself endorsed. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off their entire order with code CHAT at kudosnacks.com. I'm a huge fan of Kudo popcorn. One, it tastes phenomenal. Two, I love popcorn. And three, I feel good about myself when I eat it. 10 grams of whey and milk protein isolate. Gluten-free goodness. Keto-friendly fuel. I need that, and it's made in the USA. I'm a huge fan. The white cheddar is my go-to. Also, the garlic parmesan is really good, as well as the salty, sweet kettle corn. You can get hooked up today by going to kudosnacks.com and using the promo code chat for 25% off. You'll be amazed 
how Kudo Popcorn has somehow made your favorite healthy snack even tastier and healthier. For a limited time, my listeners get an exclusive 25% off discount when they use the code CHAT at kudosnacks.com. That's 25% off with the code CHAT at kudosnacks.com. Save some money, support the official protein popcorn of the UFC, and get popped. Shout out to Kudo Popcorn for sponsoring today's show. All righty, let's talk about it. A report came out that Brian Dable has injected himself more so than ever into the offensive game planning for the New York Giants. Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News put out this article over the weekend saying, quote, Giants head coach Brian Dable turned back the clock to his days as the Bills offensive coordinator this week and ran the Giants offensive meetings with players as he once did in Buffalo. This is the first week Dable has taken this drastic measure, sources said. He was not only discussing game strategy and game plan, he was also coaching individual position groups and players on their expectations and adjustments for specific plays in those meetings. Look, when you're an offensive head coach and your team's sitting at one and five, you got to do these things because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you got calling plays. You were hired here to fix the offense, Brian Dable. Also get the Giants back on track. But the reason you got hired is because of what you did as a play caller with the Buffalo Bills. You have to do it. I'm glad he did it. Did it. The Giants need Brian Dable to get more involved. I don't want to – look, I think Mike Kafka did a great job in year one. But at the end of the day, this is only his second year in the National Football League calling plays as an offensive coordinator. The tape is out from year one. All the misdirection, the bootlegs, the throw it in the flat, the motion, that's not working anymore. Giants have to move on. And I think Brian Dable needs to insert himself more into this offense to get it done. At the end of the day, they only scored 14 points yesterday. So it's not like he just walked on water and fixed everything. But I did like the pace the offense played with. There was one drive in specific. I believe it was the, the Saquon Barkley touchdown. The Giants had like six straight passes for six straight first downs. We were typing ones in the chat for like a minute straight. It was awesome. And then they just collapsed, and it seemed like they just wanted to back into a win in the second half. It's not fixed. The offensive line still limits this team. But at the end of the day, I like the way that they've started to play over the past couple of weeks. What do you think, though? Should Brian Dable be calling plays for this offense? Look, he's a head coach. He's got a lot to manage. But this offense needs help, and I think he should. I would have Brian Dable call plays. He may already be doing it. He's been talking to that play sheet a whole lot more on the sideline. I know that. Type Y for yes, type N for no. I just want to close out the show with some quick hitters talking about just my opinions and thoughts on the game. A couple of quick thoughts. The Giants defense is heating up. Wing Martindale called a hell of a game against the Buffalo Bills last week. He called a hell of a game against the Washington Commanders this week. This is the first time we've really seen this defensive line kind of stunt and have some misdirection blitzes and not only made the opposing offensive line block them, but he made the opposing offensive line Look, we got to be honest. The Washington Commanders O-line, it's the worst in the NFL. It is somehow worse than the New York Giants. They have allowed the most sacks in this league. But what you were able to do as a defensive coordinator was take advantage of another team's weakness. And I think that goes a long way in the coaching sphere. Dexter Lawrence was phenomenal. Kayvon Thibodeau had a good game. Leonard Williams looked really good. But a guy that stood out to me was Deontay Banks. I know he had the interception. That play was awesome. He was playing in a little shallow zone, saw a pass going over the top on a crosser concept, dropped to it, got the interception. Phenomenal play. But I love the dog that Deontay Banks has in him. Not scared. He's up there pressing Terry McLaurin, an all-pro wide receiver, every single play. Did he get beat a couple of times? Yes. But he also forced a couple incompletions. And I'll take my guy, Deontay Banks, 
even though the banks are closed on Sunday, one-on-one with the top receiver in this league because he's not scared, and he has the mindset to be an elite corner. Kayvon Thibodeau continues to flash. I think he had a sack and a half yesterday against the, New York, uh, against the Washington Commanders. Let me double-check that right now. But I like the way he came off the edge. I thought he looked good, a sack and a half. That means he has five and a half sacks on the season. He's on pace for 13 sacks right now. I was very critical of the way he played earlier in the season. I thought he didn't give much effort against the San Francisco 49ers, but we're starting to see things come together. Top five pick, playing like a top five pick, and that's always a good feeling. Bobby O'Karake is really good at football. (laughs) If you haven't noticed watching this game, number 58 is absolutely everywhere. Also, his duo, his guy, his Robin, Micah McFadden, he's starting to play his ass off too. The highest graded inside linebacker in week seven by Pro Football Focus. So hats off to the linebackers. Bobby O'Karake, Micah McFadden. It's fun to have a defense with two linebackers in the middle that make plays all over the football field. On offense, the third and 15 touchdown to Darren Waller. It was third and goal. They were from the 15. was beautiful. How many times have we seen the Giants have the ball third and goal? I think it was, uh, it was third and goal from the 10, and they had a five-yard penalty, and they backed up. How many times have we seen the Giants just concede right there? And it's like, all right, we're just going to take the snap, hand it off to Saquon Barkley, and we're going to try it out, give Graham Gano to go get a field goal. They do that with Daniel Jones. They didn't do that with Tyrod Taylor. On third and 15, Kafka or Dable dialed up a four-verts play with t- uh, Darren Waller pushing the seam, and Taylor threw an absolute dart to him. It's him right in the chest. It was absolutely beautiful. I've seen too many times the Giants concede after a penalty right there. They kept their foot on the pedal to the metal, got a, found a way to get their best player involved and score the first touchdown of the season at MetLife Stadium. I think Wandale Robinson needs more touches. I know he had one pass that was high. I'm not calling that a drop. I'm calling it a bad throw by Tyrod. I tweeted it out. But at the end of the day, his ability to get skinny, get vertical, get upfield, and eat up yak after the catch is incredible. Haven't seen a giant player be able to do that type of stuff with the ball in their hands since some guy that had yellow hair and a mohawk. Good things happen when you target number 13. I've been saying it since week one. I'll continue to say it. Good things happen when you target number 13. If he's one-on-one, throw him the ball. I remember one guy once said that Tyrod Taylor or uh, Jalen Hyatt couldn't run routes. I saw him absolutely cook a DB on a stop and go yesterday. It was beautiful. Love the integration into the offense that Jalen Hyatt has been a part of over the past couple of weeks. As always, I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate you for tuning in. Longer video today, but we had, to, we had a lot of stuff to talk about. I haven't got to talk about a win in freaking forever, and I enjoyed doing it today. We're going to be live on the channel in a couple of hours. I want to see all your beautiful faces there. So subscribe, turn your notifications on, and let's go Big Blue. All righty, we do have some breaking news. The New York football giants are re-signing or signing. They are stealing Jay Sean Corbin from the Carolina Panthers practice squad. I like to pat myself on the back, but I told you it'd probably happen this morning. Get the JCs going in the comments section. It is officially official. The Giants have signed JC, JC, Jayshon Corbin to the active roster. Pretty pumped up about it, man. Um, He was a guy that I never thought the Giants should have let go. But uh, let's break it down. Let's talk a little Jay Sean Corbin right now.
The New York football giants are signing Jay Sean Corbin to their active roster. They are poaching him from the Carolina Panthers practice squad. There's a couple of injuries in the backfield. Eric Gray, Gary Brightwell, they left the game this past week. Saquon Barkley also has an elbow injury. And with the Giants thin in the running back position, they go back to old Mr. Reliable, Jay Sean Corbin. We're going to break it all down in today's video, and we'll get you the latest news on Barkley and that injury. But this is why you subscribe to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. When breaking Giants news happens, we make a video. I can promise you this. We're going to be the first video out on YouTube breaking down the Jay Sean Corbin signing. This is why you subscribe. Nobody does it better than we do on YouTube. So subscribe, turn notifications on, and help us get to 38,000 subs. You might be asking yourself, or asking me, yo, Marsh, why are the Giants signing Jay Sean Corbin? They cut him when they went to the 53-man roster. Well, the Giants are injured in the backfield right now. Eric Gray injured uh, his, his hand. Excuse me. Eric Gray left the game with an injured calf. Remember, he fumbled that first punt, then he got brought out there for that second punt. He did not return for that third punt return. It was Sterling Shepard who ended up being the guy that took over there, and he obviously fumbled a punt return as well. But Eric Gray did not return. And I'm thinking with an injury like this to Gray, as well as to Gary Brightwell, who is your backup to the backup to the backup, four-string running back, he injured his hamstring as well. And I don't think the Giants would have signed Jay Sean Corbin if they didn't think the injuries to either A, Gary Brightwell, or B, uh, Gary, uh, Eric Gray, excuse me, were all that serious because if you poach someone off of the practice squad to your active roster, I believe they have to be on your roster for four games, or you at least have to pay them for four games. So Jay Sean Corbin's going to get an NFL game check for four games. He is on the Giants' active roster. Not practice squad, it is their active roster because if you steal someone from a practice squad, the only way you can do that is you apply them to your active roster, and that's what I am seeing right now. Just double-checking, Pat Leonard was the first to report it. Dan Duggan is confirming it. We talked about it on the channel, though. Also, Barkley hyperextended his elbow versus Washington yesterday. If you notice, the TV crew kept on showing that shoulder, I guess, elbow pad that Barkley was wearing throughout the game. Um, and I don't think it's going to be serious for Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to be ready to go this Sunday against the New York Jets. But I do think I do think that maybe Jay, uh, Eric Gray or maybe Garrett Brightwell may be out for an extended period of time. Like we mentioned, I don't think that they would have signed someone to their active roster. Uh, I know that he's been here. He knows the playbooks. He'll hit the ground running, and that's all good and well and dandy. But that's four game checks of NFL money accounting against the cap. And now you got Jay Sean Corbin back on the roster. And Seeps, the Giants never, ever, ever should have cut Jay Sean Corbin. We watched all the preseason games together, and he was – I thought he was the best looking back at preseason by far. Dude, I did too. And the thing that always stood out to me in preseason specifically was the blitz pickup. Yeah. I mean, he was fantastic in that regard. I was shocked when they actually did cut Corbin originally to get down to the 53, but – Man, Corbin's just a dude, and obviously, you know, Giants fans just root for this guy. Yeah, he's a guy that has all the fan base behind him. He was a 2022 UDFA out of Florida State. He played good in the 2022 preseason. We'll show you the preseason stats and more, and we got the 2023 preseason stats, but he ran the ball hard. And like you talked about, his blitz pickup pickups were extremely savvy. You get those things out of professional running backs, and he was an undrafted guy, and it was almost so noticeable because – 
let's be honest, Eric Gray was not good in that department, and you would see him get in there and just get right in that linebacker's chest, pick up the run blitz. He also was really good seems turning in like negative two-yard runs into like positive three or four-yard runs. I I'm a big fan of him, man. Yeah, and we also kind of saw the breakaway speed yeah. a little bit in the preseason. Like, I mean, we were talking about it. Well, we see it now, how bad the backup offensive line is for the Giants. I mean, he wasn't really running behind any help, but, you know, he had pretty good numbers. Yeah, you look at what he's done over the last two preseasons for the New York Giants, and these aren't numbers that are like, oh, this guy's just an absolute Hall of Famer, but he's a guy that put together a couple of solid preseasons. In 2022, he had 21 rushing attempts, and he averaged seven yards per attempt, had 73 um Rushing yards in a couple of games. Uh, excuse me, seven rushing attempts per game. I misread that, misspoke. 21 rushes in the 2022 preseason. He averaged seven per touches per game. Had 73 rushing yards. Had a rushing average, yards per carry of 3.5. But he also got involved a little bit in the passing game. He had two rushing touchdowns in 2022. Had a rushing touchdown this past year in 2023. Got that rushing average back down to 3.2, which is not great. But... He doesn't also have much to work with, like you talked about. We know the Giants' starting offensive line is not all that great. Their backup offensive line is, is even worse, and we're seeing the third stringers right now. But you get a guy that's going to be ready to come in, and I'm extremely happy to see Jay Sean Corbin back on this team. I never thought they should have cut him. I think he's just as good of a running back as Eric Gray, but the thing is, Eric Gray's a fifth-round pick. Jay Sean Corbin's a UDFA. Sometimes in the NFL, it matters where you get drafted, and I don't believe that should ever be the case. The best players should make the team, and it was evident that the best running back in the preseason was Corbin. I'm happy he's back on this team. Type the JCs in the comments one more time to show him some love. We'll talk about Saquon Barkley and more coming up in a second, but I got to tell you guys about our proud sponsor, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use that promo code CLNS, and Prize Picks is going to match your initial deposit up to $100. If you enjoy playing fantasy football and you want to play daily fantasy football and win real money and have the chance to take money out of your account whenever you need to, download the app. PricePicks.com slash CLNS, promo code CLNS. I'm rolling with a little quarterback passing yards more today. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have to air it out against the San Francisco 49ers, and I also think that uh, Brock Purdy is going to have a big game as well, so I'm going with more on both of those yards from the quarterbacks. It's a lot of fun. The more players you have on your entry, you can go to do two to six players. The closer you are to six, the higher your multiplier and payout is going to be. One more time, prizepicks.com slash CLNS, promo code CLNS. That link it will be clickable down in the comments and description of today's video. News of the day, Jay Sean Corbin signed, but we got to spend some time on Saquon Barkley. He did uh, have an injury. In that game, he had a hyperextended elbow. He told the media he hyperextended his elbow, and that's not good, to be quite frank with you. I'm not sure what the recovery time is like. He ended up continuing the game, and once he told the media and the reporters that it was a hyperextended elbow, they immediately off asked him and pretty much said, is that why you fumbled the football on the game-winning drive where the Giants were trying to put the game on ice? And he said no. So he just got to be better in that situation. Talked about how he's been a part of three turnovers this year for the New York Giants. And he's got to be better taking care of the ball, plain and simple. That's one thing I'll always respect about Saquon Barkley. Players fuck up sometimes, and he's always going to take the account for that. He had two hands on the ball, uh, just wasn't strong enough with it. But I liked what I saw from Saquon overall. Look, the yards per carry here is not great. 21 carries, 77 yards. Had a long run at 12. 
But once again, not a lot of room to run, but we saw the playmaking ability shine through. Had one of the Giants' two touchdowns on about a 32-yard catch from Tyrod Taylor. Taylor did a great job of diagnosing the defense, playing a little backyard football, sandlot scramble drill. Barkley just runs a little out route to the left. Taylor sees a, back, a linebacker on him, gets his playmaker the ball, 26 does the rest, and we're dancing in the end zone. Saquon Barkley is one of the best in the business. It's unfortunate that the injuries continue to follow this guy. Feels like he was just getting healthy from that ankle injury. Flashed that speed last week against the Buffalo Bills in that fourth quarter. Had a 33-yard run. Had a 19-yard run. Hopefully, the hyper-extended elbow doesn't hinder him going forward. So, uh, that, that that's something that I'm going to be monitoring. But the news of the day with injuries to Eric Gray, with injuries to Gary Brightwell, and with Saquon Barkley, I'm not going to say injured. I'm going to say nicked up a little bit. The Giants, they go to the familiar face, Jay Sean Corbin. He is going to be returning to the New York Giants active roster uh, as I could see potentially Gary Brightwell or Eric Gray going to injured reserved here. The Giants had a couple of spots open on their practice squad, but the thing is, if you sign someone from the practice squad, it has to be uh, them going to your active roster. So, Jay Sean Corbin, welcome back. The Giants have injuries there. Corbin had a strong camp, knows the system, and can step right in if he is needed. So, news of the day. That's why you subscribe. Hit that sub button. And remember, sub for New York Giants dubs. Good to have Jay Sean Corbin back, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of him, to be honest with you. How are we looking on that end? I think we're good. Think we're good because I, I told him it to might, use. It might take a little bit to get out. But... That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Um, all righty. Mailbag. We're going to close the show out with the mailbag. Hashtag Giants or Super Chat. Screwed World says Corbin greater than Brightwell. I kind of agree. Uh, I 100% agree. I thought agree. Corbin was the second best back on the Giants. Ah, third. Three. Mr. Rick says the sun is bright and shining in New Jersey today. <laughs> Mr. Rick, Victory Monday, the coffee tastes better, you sleep better. Mr. Rick, Mr. Rick, I was thinking about you the whole game yesterday. Just imagining you watching Tyrod get a win and he loved Daniel it. Jones. And, and he was above everybody else and knew that Graham Gano was hurt. He told me, Marshall, Graham Gano didn't warm up before the game. That's a red flag. Ooh, it was. Have... Then he pushed a 42-yarder like no. a stiff. That was terrible. Like a stiff. It's Jello says you should do victory ice cream every time. Thing is, I'm trying to lose weight. I can't be eating. I can't always celebrate the wins, but some ice cream would smack right now. No cap. What's your favorite ice cream? What's y'all's favorite ice cream? Mine's cookies and cream. I'm going to say some cop shit right now. Mine's a mint chocolate chip. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but favorite milkshake, I go strawberry, actually. I go, I, I go mint chocolate chip, dude. I, I know it's a hot take, but. There you go. Jello's riding the mint wave. Shout out to you, Jello. One that I also I also like uh I like cookies and cream. I also like is I like berry ice cream as well. Like berry? like okay. like oh like strawberry. 
Like the little I exotic stuff. Strawberry ice cream is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Startled me. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Peanut butter and chocolate. That's a good one. I'm not going to lie. That scared the fuck out of me. I don't know why. Someone just barged in the studio and screamed, and then you guys saw me scream. Holy shit. Um, now, there's this one ice cream place by my house. They have this honey ice cream with, like, really? little honey crisps in there. So it's really? freaking fire. It's fire. Holy shit. I probably just screamed in all y'all's ears like a little girl. I apologize. My man Sean Clowney in the building. What's up, homie? He wow. says, we got to use Hyatt much more. Daniel Jones, if he starts again, has to throw to him more. And that's something that stuck out to me uh, and, and Seeps. We've talked about it. The ability for Daniel Jones to throw downfield. He didn't just do it against Washington. He did it last week against Buffalo. He had those yeah. two slot fades to Darius Slayton where he just took his three-step drop, got his feet set, hit his target, and threw it downfield. Um, I mean, what, how I got four of those yesterday? Yeah, like he gave him chances. And that's yeah. okay. I remember it was a third and 15, and um, – Someone was in the studio with us at that time, and he threw a deep shot down the left side, and they're like, that was a bad pass. Or someone said that in the comments. I don't remember. I'm like, why? It's third and 15. You throw your fastest player on the field a go ball. It's either A, intercepted. Good. It's a punt. B, it's caught. C, it's a pass interference. Yeah, or D, yeah. it's incomplete. Like, yeah. nothing bad could have happened in that situation. Um, so I was happy with the way that they're using him. Look. The guy averages like almost 25 yards per catch this year. He's a game changer. He could do it with one play. See, but that's – I want to see them get – get him the ball in different – I want to see his yards after catch action. Yeah, get him a spot where he can get vertical with the rock. I or agree. Dude, or Odell. What he – I loved Odell. And the slants. The slants the he would slants. house, dude. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I loved it. Absolutely. Sean, I'm right there with you, brother. My man Sahagan's detailing came in with two super chats. Oh, here we go. What up, brother? Says, sup, Marsh? I'll be going to my second Giants game in Vegas week nine. Pray that Raiders trashy fans don't jump me. They're losers. Yeah, they're, they're soft. Yeah. Don't they're worry. Soft. You'll be able to take them. You'll Just be able to take them. your head on a swivel. Sahagan's detail. Good to see you in the chat. Says Marshy and Patrick. I miss you, man. Dude, we miss you. Um, you know, I know some people have not been all that interested in the Giants this year. I know who the real ones are. Sahagan's detailing. You're absolutely a real one, and we always appreciate it. I agree with what you said, though, Seeps. I like the fourth down catch Jalen Hyatt had last week against Buffalo. Fourth and five, runs a 10-yard square in, beats the guy on the cut, then jumps to the freaking yeah. heavens and brings well, it down with two twice hands. against the Cardinals on that kind of, I don't know if it was, I don't know where he started the route, but on the outside of the field. What is Mr. Rick saying right there? I told the Giants, I told <laughs> Seeps they should do that. He looked at me like I was cockeyed. Yes, that's what you do. Nine seconds left. You still got to punt the ball, though. But On you're the, punting it from, instead of your own 10, you're punting it from the 40. That is true. That is true. And you still have to give up a touchdown. Did the, did the Giants even punt the ball? Oh, no, because Yeah, they punted it like fucking 10 times yesterday. No, yeah, no, Jamie but at Gillen. the end. No, because the fake injury, injury, whatever. Yeah, Mr. Rick, I told Patrick that. Seaman that's exactly what they should do. He did say If you ever are punting... Backed up to your own goal line, and you're up by more than, I would say it has to be more than five. It has to be six. If you're up six or more yeah. with 10 seconds or less 
punting from your own end zone. You tell the punter to take it and then run to the corner of the end zone and make them come push you out of bounds. That kills clock. Two points doesn't change it. They still need a touchdown to win. That's big football IQ stuff right there from me and you, Mr. Rick. We know ball. We know ball. I wonder if Dave would have done that. He did it last year one time, and when I was saying on the stream they should do it. Also, one of my favorite calls yesterday was when pre-snap I was like, all righty, Tyrod's at the line. He's got Hyatt to his right. No safety over the top. Wouldn't throw He's throwing the ball. And he does. Tyrod Taylor. It's Jalen Hyatt. No, yesterday was a lot of fun. That a good reminder why we do these things. All righty, we're gonna close out the show with the mailbag. Get your questions in. Uh, did it against the Packers last year, Corinne? You've got the memory. What what are what's the mem good memory animal? Giraffe or elephant. elephant? Elephant. You've got the memory of an elephant because they don't forget anything, and neither does Corinne. The guy sitting behind me must have been related to Seeps. Couldn't understand me. <laughs> Some people just know, Mr. Rick. Some people just know. All righty, let's close it out with a mailbag on today's show. Hashtag Giants or Super Chat to get on there. Last call. Yo, what up, everybody? You're watching Giants now by Chat Sports. I am your host, Marshall Green. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to hang out with us. We're just going to be chopping it up with the, with the fellas and the ladies. Uh, about the New York Giants football for the next couple of minutes. Let's start with my man Cam Johnson coming in with a $20 Super Chat. says, if we trade for T. Higgins and sign Lyell Collins if he's available, does that put our ceiling at 10-6 and six or maybe 11-5? and five? Uh, Is 11-5 uh, and five or is our ceiling still 9-8? One, I don't think that the Giants are trading for T. Higgins, and I don't think that the, the Cincinnati Bengals are trading T. Higgins. He's a huge part to their offense. And while they may not pay him this year, and this may be his last year in Cincinnati, they're going to use that last year for him to be a go-to duo with Jamar Chase and give Joe Burrow an opportunity to chase that Lombardi trophy. I don't think there's a reason for the Bengals to trade him right now. Uh, look, if he's going to leave him free agency, he's going to leave. You're going to get a comp comp compensatory pick back anyways. Um, so, no, I don't think the Giants trade for T. Higgins. But if you did, yeah, you would be a lot better. Thing is, I'd still be worried about the offensive line where Lyle Collins comes in. Giants worked out Lyle Collins about a week ago, maybe about a week ago, but two weeks ago at this point. Um, look, if Lyle Collins was 100% healthy coming back from that ACL, MCL, PCL where he tore up his whole knee, I think the Giants would have signed him. I think the Jets would have signed him because he worked out with them too. Thing is, they didn't, which tells me he's not healthy. So uh, I don't think either are possible, but I will say this. Giants have seven winnable games left on their schedule. And that doesn't include two divisional games versus the Eagles or one versus the Cowboys. Season may not be over. Who knows? Giants are one and a half games back. One and a half games back of a wild card spot. I can't believe that was true when Peter Schrager tweeted that. Rob Rosado. What up, brother? Need to start Tyrod. He can read the field and extends plays. Jones had his chance for years now. I understand that we're always in this Daniel Jones versus Tyrod Taylor now thing because one, Tyrod Taylor won a football game. Two, he almost beat the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night in Buffalo. But I almost want to shift the discussion to is it Daniel Jones or is it a new rookie quarterback? Because Tyrod Taylor's a 13-year vet. He's not the quarterback of the future here. Let's just be quite honest with ourselves. Is it Daniel Jones? Is it a future quarterback? I don't know. That may be a discussion for six months for now. This is a discussion right now. I need you to pick a quarterback. Who do you want to be the Giants quarterback this week against the New York Jets? 
Is it Daniel Jones? Is it Tyrod Taylor? Type 8 for DJ. Type 2 for Tyrod Taylor. I want to hear from you guys down in the comment section. My man MG, what up, brother? Best initials in the biz. What up, man? I hope you had a good bird birthday, brother. I did. It was a lot of fun. I got a Giants win for my birthday. I can never complain about that. So this question for you in the offseason. Do the Giants go get a true number one wide receiver in a trade like Philly did with A.J. Brown, assuming they get the O-line fixed too? Um, yeah, well, one, you got to fix the O-line. Everybody knows that. I don't know what moves you make to do it. I think it needs to either be a signing a couple of guys because I don't want to run the risk of missing out on another high-priority pick in the draft, or two, you make a trade. I think it's more likely that the Giants pay guys in free agency, and I think they should add players in the NFL draft. But if you shore up that offensive line, then yes, the Giants need to go add number one wide receiver. Because I think if you look at an offense, let's say the Giants bring back Saquon Barkley, which who knows if that's true. They could use a franchise tag on him again. You have an offense of Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller, Jalen Hyatt, Wandale Robinson, and a legit, a legit bona fide number one wide receiver. That's a lot of talent on the offensive end, and that's a good spot for potentially a young rookie quarterback to enter if he could trust the five guys in front. A lot of holes the Giants have to fix, but yeah, I would still say a number one wide receiver and a couple of offensive linemen are at the top of the pecking order right there. We'll get to more questions coming up in a second, but if you like playing daily fantasy sports and you like winning real money and being able to take the money out of your account at any time, go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. That's prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Use the promo code CLNS, and prizepicks is going to match your initial deposit of up to $100. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. All you do is pick two to six players and select more or less on the predetermined stat that Prize Picks has allocated for individual players. Two to six players. The more players you have, the higher your multiplier is going to be. Choose two players, choose more or less on their stats, and that's pretty much how easy it is. You like winning money, talking football, NBA. MLB, go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS. Use that promo code CLNS for 100% deposit match, up to $100. Daniel Brothers, what up, brother? He says, happy birthday, by the way, my guy. Thank you, bro. He says, Jets are very winnable if we can rattle Zach Wilson. I'm right there with you, Daniel. Look, um, who's a better quarterback? Like, is, is, is Zach Wilson better than Tyrod Taylor? I think if they, you saw them throw with, you know, in T-shirts and throwing on air, yeah, Zach Wilson would look better. But at the end of the day, Tyrod Taylor started 55 games in this career, and outside of one bad play against the Buffalo Bills, Tyrod Taylor has been a great quarterback. Um, his, it, his completion percentage over expected is number one in the NFL. His completion percentage over expected is number one in the NFL. Um, but yeah, Wink Martindale, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau, man, they are licking their chops Looking at Zach Wilson with that very shaky offensive line protecting him up front. This defense is starting to cook. We saw them start to do it in Miami. I know they gave up a couple big plays versus Miami, but at the end of the day, I thought they did a relatively good job. That carried over into the next week against Buffalo where they played damn good. Offense couldn't punch it in. And then against Washington, you gave up seven points. And the only reason you gave up any points is because Sterling Shepard muffed a putt and gave him great field position from the 20-yard line. Yeah, Wink Martindale needs to keep dialing up, let the dogs run loose, and let's get after Zach Wilson, and let's win the, bet the battle at MetLife Stadium. My man Rashad, what up, bro? 
Can Darius Slayton, Hyatt, and Robinson become an elite wide receiver group, or do we need a true number one option? Waller. To be honest with you, Rashad, I don't think if you're one, two, and three wide receivers, Slayton, Hyatt, and Robinson, it can be elite. And that's even me including Darren Waller at the tight end position. I like Darius Slayton. I don't love Darius Slayton. I think he's more of a three on a really good team. And I think the Giants need a bona fide number one. A guy that when he steps on the field, every single time, the safety has to change his alignment a little bit to one side to shade that side. Because when that hope opens up, that gives Darren Waller a little bit more room to work. That gives Jalen Hyatt a little less attention from the opposite safety. And that lets your running back, if you get that guy back on a contract, which I still don't know how I feel about, I'd probably franchise tag him. Number 26, that's pretty damn good. So Rashad, I think Slayton, Hyatt, and Robinson are all talented. Elite? No. Um, I think you got to get a top dog out there. That, that's just my take, though. It's Jello. What up, man? If the Giants move on from Daniel Jones and start Tyrod Taylor, you think Taylor will have the same comebacks that Geno Smith did? Also, I think Hyatt is the wide receiver one when he gets more minutes. All right. If the Giants move on from Daniel Jones or Taylor Taylor, do you think Taylor will have the same co- No, because I think Geno Smith is younger than him. Geno's been in the league, I think, 10 years, and Tyra Taylor's been in the league 13 years. And I think we kind of know who Tyrod is at this point. Good, solid backup quarterback, man. You can have a good backup quarterback in this league. That can help you win games you're not supposed to, and that's exactly what Tyrod did. Uh, I mean, you win division games with a backup QB. But I don't think he gets a long-term deal, and I don't think he gets three years, $90 million. Um, I think Giants would love to bring him back as a backup quarterback, but I'm sure there would be other teams out there interested in potentially having them as their backup quarterback and bridge quarterback. Point two, Hyatt, wide receiver one. I'm not sure Jalen Hyatt will ever be a wide receiver one because I don't know if he's a guy that catches 80 to 100 balls in a year. But he'll always be a guy that's going to be a huge piece to an explosive offense, and I think he could be a top receiver on this team in the immediate future if he's not already there. It takes one play for him to change a game, and we saw him do that. So much for not being able to run routes. He absolutely cooked that Washington defender on a double move. Big fan of Hyatt. I think he's better as a complimentary piece than, you know, a go-to guy. Like, Hyatt is kind of like the running back analogy to me. Like, he's the icing to the cake. Like, if you add Jalen Hyatt to a really good offense, take the team over the top that's really good. I don't know if I want icing by itself, but it damn sure makes cake better, and he makes his football team better. Nope, says the defense created a master class yesterday. Yes, they did, my man. Is Deontay Banks a shutdown corner in the future? He had two plays where he got beat by Terry McCorn. But at the end of the day, the Giants left him in press man coverage against a top 20 receiver in this league. That tells me everything I need to know about Deontay Banks. Because that means the guys in the building, Wink Martindale, Jerome Henderson, this defense, they trust him. No safeties over the top, really, either. I trust Deontay Banks. He's been a silver lining in this season. I think he's played really well. Um, gave up a couple. Gave up a touchdown to DK Metcalf. Got beat on a corner route against the San Francisco 49ers. But yeah, I, I'm a fan, and I am. I'm happy he's a freaking giant. Uh, I'll tell you what. He softens the blow of Adore Jackson being hurt and Adore Jackson not coming back. Because when Adore Jackson was out last year, we had Fabian Moreau as our starting corner. Uh, all respect to him. Did a good job. He ain't a number 24 pick in the draft. Yeah, Deontay Banks, I think he's going to be a shutdown corner in this league for a long, long time. As always, just want to say thank you, and I appreciate you for tuning in. If you haven't yet, give me a follow on Twitter, at Marshall Green underscore.